When I was going to school and they're sitting there going, you're not going to get a good job if you don't get good grades. I was the one sitting there going, you're a liar. Shut up. I just knew the teacher was lying. I knew school was bullshit. I knew college was bullshit. I knew university was a lie. I always knew it was a trick and a con. I didn't truly understand things to the level I understand them now. But I had an intrinsic understanding. And I think everybody does. If you're, if you're at a gas station and it's three in the morning and, and a Lambo pulls up and a guy gets out of it, you're thinking criminal, drug dealer, gangster. Yeah. You're not thinking, ah, he has a uni degree. Because you could, you know, you're not going to think that. So when you see money, people don't even associate the money they see with university. But then they go, I want to make money. So in a university, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So I think everybody knows that the system and the path they lay out for you is not a, a path that's going to lead to where you want to be. And I didn't know what the other path was, but that intrinsic distrust for the system and that distrust for the things they wanted me to do made me search for other avenues. And then I found them, right? And if you speak to the people who are richest, if you speak to the people you know, this is for everyone at home as well. If you speak to the people you know who have the most money and go up to them and say, hey, what made you rich? None of them say school. Do any of them no. say school made me rich? <laughs> I got an A in GCSE. Like, who gives a shit? It's, it's bullshit, right? So it's all indoctrination. So I, I knew it was indoctrination. And for that reason, I was always searching. If you're searching, you're in the fun. But they teach you things that the problem is as well, it's difficult because the way that humans work and the way that we are, we've evolved as a species is that we don't really learn lessons unless they're learned the hard way. Yeah. I believe that unless a lesson has taught the hard way, you're not going to learn it. You can have so many near misses and people won't learn their lesson. Bro, you must know a guy who goes out there, nearly crashes his car, nearly crashes his car, nearly crashes his car, doesn't slow his ass down until he wrecks it. Yeah. Like, this is how people are, right? So you need that pain for the lesson to sting enough to really genuinely go inside of your mind. And it's the same with everything. It's the same with driving a car or business. Truthfully, if you want to learn a lesson about business, you're going to have to suffer at some point, right? Mm. So we always say that most people are not successful with their first companies, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I get that. The truth is there's a lot of people who make a lot of money with their first company, but they just spunk it, act an idiot, and it all blows up in their face. And that's, the, and that's how you get the discipline on your fourth company that when you have three million in the bank, you just leave it there. You know, it's, yeah. and don't, and don't be done with it. So you need to, you need to go through some pain. You need to experience some negative things. You need to have to, uh, to a degree, some trauma to really even learn any lessons. So yeah, business studies, you're right. The book, that's, that's not going to teach you anything about business. You need to get out there on the streets. You need to, you need to make mistakes. You need to suffer. You need to have the tax man knocking at your door. You got to deal with all that stuff so that you make sure it doesn't happen again. I really think that, that humans are stupid enough to only learn the hard way. That's kind of how it works. The brokey days were good days, bro, man. Like, I get I, I, McDonald's and you're laughing with your boys. Yeah. Great. I'm not complaining about being rich. Obviously, I worked hard for this and it's, and it's a fantastic life I live now. But I think without those brokey days, without those original days to compare it to, without that juxtaposition, then I don't think being rich would be fun at all. I think it's only fun because you can compare it to the days when you weren't rich. That's the only thing that makes it fun. The only thing that makes my $10,000 stake fun is that you can laugh saying how you never had 10 grand in your bank till you were 27 years old. Yeah. Like that's, otherwise it's boring. Otherwise you okay, steak. And I think if you're born with too much money that you'll never truly be happy. I think you need the brokey days are the best days. Yeah, yeah. Some people are literally brought up rich, born into money essentially. Yeah. You know, if your dad's born, uh, sorry, if you're born and your dad's got Ferraris, Lamborghinis and stuff like that, yeah. you think that they're not really experiencing true fun and happiness sort of thing because they don't know the difference. It's, yeah, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And, and, and humans, we all, we all work in, in regards to, it's even the way the human body works, right? If you're driving at 200 miles an hour, you don't feel it. You only feel the acceleration getting to 200 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were born at 200 miles an hour, it doesn't feel fast. It doesn't feel fun. 
Me, my life feels fun now because of all the acceleration to get here, and I can remember the times when I was stuck by the side of the motorway without a car. Yeah. So I, I, I have that juxtaposition. Without that, it's not even, it's not even interesting. It's not even fun. So the brokey days. Anyone who's out here who's broke, good. You're gonna be. These will be the happiest days of your life once you made it. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing about the way I talk and the things I say. Some people find it inspirational and some people are, are upset by it and allows, and their ego prevents them from learning from it. Yeah. But it's the kind of people who are really genuinely upset by what I say are the kind of people who can't truly learn anything and become successful in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I obviously know what I'm talking about to some degree, right? So if, if, if Mike Tyson walks in here and tells you he's going to teach you how to box and says you can't fight, you're a pussy. If that upsets you, then you can't learn, right? It's Mike Tyson. Just shut up and listen. Yeah. If, if, if someone richer than me comes along and says, Andrew, you don't know shit. You're a dumbass and you're a brokey. I'm going to sit there and go, okay, maybe I'm a brokey, Elon. Tell me something, right? I'll listen. But if you're going to sit there and go, don't call me names, and then I'm not listening. You're never going to get anywhere, right? You don't, become, you don't become the master unless you're very, very good at being a student. And I've always been very, very good at knowing when to shut up. But I've got to a point in my life now where I don't have to shut up ever. <laughs> so I don't. How long would you say you were a student for? That's interesting. Yeah, I'm still a student of life, right? There's you no know, nobody knows everything, and there's yeah. still a lot of people who I respect and will always respect, and always am quiet around and, and treat with that absolute respect. But I've been learning for a very, very long time. I've always been very, very observant, trying to pay a lot of attention, and and life really doesn't have to be that complicated. When you see somebody that has something you want, you just got to try and work out how they got it. Yeah, and that's the missing part. Most people see people with things they want, and they don't do the, the second half. They don't try and work out how they got that thing. Oh, my man has a Ferrari. Okay, I wish I had a Ferrari. Okay, they don't sit there and go for an hour. How did he get a Ferrari? It doesn't cross that. That part is the part they don't want to do, right? They just go, oh, he has a Ferrari. Wish I had a Ferrari, and they go back to TV. Yeah, and that's why they lose. Best the poor are always going to struggle. And that's the way the game is set up. So you still need to find the best move on the chessboard. There's no point sitting there saying, I want to play a different game because that's never going to happen. Because the people with the money are the people who have the control and they have the power. And why would they have the game set up any other way? Why would they change it? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's also the basic of economics. I think a lot of people don't understand the true basics of economics. And the basics of economics state that even giving money to the poor, it ends up back in the hands of the rich. There's no way to stop the rich getting richer. I've already explained this before. But... I remember during COVID when they did the stimulus checks and they passed out all this free money to everyone, a thousand. In England, they gave a lot more money, but in America, everyone got like thousand, four hundred dollars each. Everyone was happy about it, saying, oh, he's giving money to the poor. Yeah, but what do those poor people spend that money on? They either, well, Amazon stock tripled yep. because they all went to Amazon. Yep. So Jeff, Be level. Jeff Bezos got richer, yep. right? But the fact is that there's less companies than there are people. All those $1,400 checks amongst all those people at the bottom ended up getting, ended up in the hands of a few companies and the rich got richer and you can't stop it. Mm. Doesn't matter if those people invested their money, doesn't matter if they bought stocks, doesn't matter if they bought crypto, doesn't matter if they bought a house, whatever. The people who have the assets and have the companies and have the control are always gonna end up getting control of the currency and they're always gonna be richer. So that's kind of how it works. And it's getting worse and worse. It's have nots and have yachts. I've got a good question for you. Is the best you can do all you can do? And the answer is no. Strangely enough, if we all fell on the floor right now and did as many push-ups as we possibly could, and let's say for some reason you haven't been into push-ups lately, I can't imagine why, but let's say, and let's say the best you can do is five, and you look up at the rest of us and say, hey, five is the best I can do, we can tell by the look on your face, that's probably true, five is the best you can do. Now is five all you can do? The answer is no. If you rest a little, you can do five more. And if you rest a little, you can do five more. 
And if you rest a little, you can do 15 more. How did we get from five to 15? It's a miracle. And if you rest a little, you can do 15. Rest a little, you can do 15. Rest a little, you can do 20. How did you get from five to 20? It's a miracle. Did you know you can keep doing that? Do a little more, rest a little, do a little more, rest a little, and finally get up to 50 push-ups? Is it possible to get up to 50 push-ups? Of course. How do you go from five to 50? It's a miracle. How do you get a miracle going? Number one, do what you can. Don't leave out what you can from writing a letter to your mother in Florida. Start cleaning it all up. Two, doing the push-ups. Go from five to 50. It's a miracle. Number one, do what you can. Number two, do the best you can. Here's number three, rest very little. Don't rest too long. Why? The weeds take the garden. Kids have got that figured out. You can't rest too long. Here's the clue. Make rest a necessity, not an objective. The objective of life is not to rest. The objective of life is to act. Think of more disciplines. Think of more ways and means in which to use your own wisdom and your own philosophy and use your own attitude, your own faith, your own courage, your own commitment, your own desires, your own excitement. Invest it, invest it, invest it, invest it in discipline so that it's not wasted. The smallest of discipline thereby transform your life. Join the 5%, join the 10%, join the 3%. Guess when I went and got this little book, Richest Man in Babylon? The same day I heard about it. I went and got it. Somebody says, well, Mr. Owen, does that make you different than most other people? And the answer is yes. Somebody says, well, why is that? We don't know. We don't know. What do you know? You don't know. I don't know. None of us knows. Some do and... Some don't. The numbers don't change. Only the faces change. From those who get in on a seminar like this, listen to a dynamic sermon, read a book, listen to some cassettes, take seriously the next conversation of a friend who wants to level with you and do something about it. And you can walk away from the 97%, not live there anymore. Because if you don't, the next six years of your life will be like the last six. Mr. Shove said to me, Mr. Rohn, Six years now you've been working, I'm telling you the next six years of your life is going to be like the last six unless you take advantage and start making these personal changes. I made the changes, totally revolutionized my life. So take a look at the next five years of your life. It's going to be like the last five unless, 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 unless you change. And if you will change, everything will change. Join the 5%. Ten years from now, the numbers are going to be the same. But I'm telling you, some faces in this audience can change and start showing up in the 3% crowd and the 5% crowd and the 10% crowd and thereby dynamically affect your life.